Balboa Island, one of my very favorite places. Uh, not only in Orange County, I'm going to go like in the world. I love <laughs> Balboa Island. Um, it's it's an awesome place, and I know a lot of people here in Orange County have have included it in their their favorite weekend destinations and places to go and take visitors. But they may not know the history. It's actually a spot that is rich in local history, and so that's why I've asked you to come in here. Um, Jennifer's the director of the Balboa Island uh, Historical Museum, and it's you can anyone can find it. It's right there as soon as you cross the bridge on Marine Avenue. So they have a fabulous location, a great museum. And so Jennifer, please hi, tell me the story. What is the story about Balboa Island? What makes it unique? Well, I'd be delighted. Um, so our story starts with a sand pit and a visionary. W.S. Collins looks beyond what was just an open area and he starts dredging and by 1906 lots are laid out and people start buying properties. South Bayfront um, was probably more the first likely people to to move in for $600 mm-hmm. the Bayfronts and then um, $300 inland. And, and what year was this happening? So this is early um, while well, he's still operating the company so up until like 1910, 1915. So, so. a long, long time ago. Yes. What was the harbor area like in 1910? We had McFadden's Wharf which was our central industry in Newport Beach and so a commercial business site that really um, didn't evolve as they had hoped. Um, so rather than going commercial the business um, dwindles and people see it more for residential. And so Collins um, was an agricultural um, mindset. He was a farmer who raised capital and um, coming from the Midwest. And he was originally in Riverside and he saw potential. And um, looking at it, he started a company and hired some really great salesmen because again, you're looking at pretty much not much except the pavilion. So this is the important part of um, development is that he in Huntington and as in Huntington Beach um, make arrangements so that the red car line would end on the peninsula side of Balboa at the historic pavilion which is finished in 1906. Coincidentally um, that's when you know business takes off annual parades bathing beauties you'll see in in the 20s and so um, it's a huge opportunity for people to buy and they're providing lunches and these bathing beauties competition you know would bring thousands um, to the area and they would admire you know the idea of it and they'd start selling lots and um, business starts trickling in um, along marine but you know it's minor it's you know market here um, but there's uh, it's primarily a fishing industry prior to this and so you had um, tents being like set up on the these open lots mm-hmm. um, simple cottages um, at best and um, it's also super seasonal people are only here for the summers so they take the red car primarily from Pasadena is where most of our residents stem from and they land here and um, they start fulfilling a summer dream and <laughs> that's what our guests um, who recollect these early memories, they come back and, you know, they look at and admire all these early pictures and they say, this was my summer destination. I could not wait to get here. And so there's a shift um, by World War II because of the housing shortage, um, El Toro Base. Um, We have permanent residency because of the um, veteran families stay with us. 
And that's where we see the rise of Marine Avenue. So people think of the iconic, you know, frozen banana, Balboa bar, um, even, you know, more modern taffy, those things um, are a product of year-round residents and mm-hmm. creating commerce. And um, so those things stood the test of time. <laughs> you know, those are timeless traditions now. And uh, we we hope you can come by, you know, to see that history because we've captured it on our walls. You know, history of the frozen banana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need to know the history of the frozen banana. It's important to Orange County lore. I agree. Um, but And your museum is beautiful. It, there's wonderful displays. And if you don't really know this history, you think you've been to Balboa Island before. But there's, I'm certain there are things that you don't know about Balboa Island that you can learn. And a lot of it's been provided by longtime residents and people. It's a very well-loved um by the locals there you have a great base but let's get back to I love the story about Collins though mm. going back to the beginning and how he really was um he was a promoter as you mm-hmm. mentioned and you know really had to gre- be a good salesman to be able to sell this sand spit in the middle of the mm-hmm. harbor I mean it, it really wasn't even an island I mean he had to kind of create it right and it, it there were no trees and mm-hmm. things it, this mm-hmm. was not like the lovely people come to Balboa Island today and they see palm trees and they say oh what a wonderful you know it, this was not it was pretty barren wasn't it absolutely so as you say it's man-made so that's the sand was dredged out with these formal boats and he creates a three island system so there's big island Mm -hmm. little island and then collins island which he was lavish in lifestyle he he built himself a castle which was quite lovely (laughs) as he should right (laughs) if you build an island you should build yourself your own castle absolutely (laughs) and the streets get their names they're all ruby toe um they're semi-precious stones and so the only um departure from that is Collins Avenue in Apollina, which is his fourth wife. Ah, I and didn't so know that. Okay. <laughs> local um, history at its finest, naming <laughs> your loved ones after streets like that. So. And, but there was some controversy with him, wasn't there, that he he started this island, he sold the lots to some people for these, you know, summer home ideas, but the, he didn't really follow through. Mm-hmm. He had some grand promises mm-hmm. that this was going to be, you know, the the electrical the suit you know all of these wonderful improvements that he was going to do that he kind of fell short a little bit on that how did that all play out it's a great question so there he was a visionary Uh he was an idea man as we call him and he didn't follow through so um there his salesman one of them was um seymour beak's dad um joseph and so he was working in the state senate and um became a salesman for him and so he was becoming a more active voice in the community and when you read Balboa Island Yarns which is authored by the Beaks um, Joe, Joe Beak but particularly and you hear how these infrastructure problems like sewage and um, basic amenities that you would expect for living and even if it's just seasonal you you have a lot you expect that if you're going to build on it certain things would come and they didn't and so he actually um, steps out of the picture by 1915. He's pressured out of his own company and the Beaks um, take ownership in a leadership role and the association that we still have to this day 
forms in the 20s and they're the ones helping us modernize and put pressure to get all the electrical and um, basic things to make it a livable viable community so it self-organized really oh, really? you know it's a grassroots approach to home building were they the ones who can kind of were behind getting the the permanent bridge there the you know i know that was a real kind of a rickety bridge <laughs> <Right>. initially <laughs> to get you onto the island and now there's you know this beautiful bridge that is kind of iconic in the area but so was it the island improvement association that did that it was um first a wooden b- bridge and now it's concrete mm-hmm. and so um part of that um post-Great Depression um, public works program was part of that. So in the oh, 30s, okay. we got some infrastructure changes, and um, they're fulfilling these. But certainly, uh, it's the association and the residents who are advocating for better better amenities. And so that would be a um, very basic thing that they were given. And then, again, the, um, prone to flooding. Since mm, it's stretched, mm-hmm. there is no seawall. So if you're buying on the pristine beach area, um, likely you know big summer storm you know you might have a problem and so they're the ones who implement it's in the 30s to get the seawall built and so um it's you know protecting what you have and so they they're really uh, making viable changes so that the community could flourish and and it was uh it, it, just to be clear, Balboa Island is part of the city of Newport mm-hmm. Beach, and it was it was was it annexed into the city. So that comes to our centennial. So 1916. Oh, perfect um, timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> We're saved. So when Colin steps out, picture of 1915. You know, everyone's looking to each other. It's like, how are we going to magically save our community? And so the annexation takes place, and that's why this last year we've had um, celebration after celebration honoring that we made it as a community. hundred years. <laughs> well, Collins would be very proud. Certainly. And his descendants <laughs> are um, connected to us. So what's really? been fun is that we're learning from them as much as we love to, you know, project that history for the community. But one by one, um, they wander through our doors, they become actively involved, and they add to the knowledge base that we have about how our community formed. And wow. so providing personal family photos and it's incredible i mean that it's just this um dynamic group of people that really are quite passionate of preserving their own history that is wonderful i love that um you know the connection when history actually can kind of preserve itself mm-hmm. through the people that the descendants and their stories and all the things that live in people's um, attics and things that they think aren't very important um really do have value in telling this these stories so that's that's really cool i love that i love that so balboa is a very um like i said you've said it's an it's an old community um we're tell me the story of the I guess one of the, most people know about the the Balboa Island ferry the car ferry is kind of one of the most uh, famous parts of Balboa Island and it has its own unique story as well tell me a little bit about that so we're now on the third generation of the same family operating this business, the Beaks. And so the the office, the ferry office, still resides on South Bayfront, and the Beak residence is just a few steps down. And so part of our oral history collection is recognizing that one of our elders in the community has one of the shortest commutes to work. You know? <laughs> steps away. Nice work if and you can get it. That's yeah, good. Done well with it. And um, we, we love sharing, you you know that the ferry toll was once five cents and you know that uh, there's just been it, it upgraded from a one vehicle 
boat to now it's uh, up to a couple now and it's a you know four dollars per toll for a vehicle and so um it's just just really um a marker it's a unique way um that that's the only way you're entering is either that bridge or the ferry system and so um we're intrinsically tied to the peninsula um, because of the ferry system and uh, the village history there and so whatever has happening at the fun zone and um just all the the commotion and you know the parades that uh, bathing beauty parade which was it's on the peninsula is shared and it's um something that we go beyond our borders um as a historic society that we recognize that we can't just stay within our marked um, zone and we're serving the entire area of Newport Beach and the other islands that were carved out in the harbor. And so we realize a boat can take you anywhere within that vicinity. <laughs> and so we're starting to collect more and more mem- memories of the entire area. And of the whole harbor. Absolutely. Yeah. So the city has seen us as a partner in that and we're partially funded um, and the rest is contributed by the community itself and so we're um, growing because the community values who we are and what we do and that's our technical name but um, we certainly um, through our public programming we serve beyond um, that specific zone so we love just the entire Orange County history and we have some details of how um, the Santa Ana formed the basin and starts with the Santa Ana Um, so it's it's quite fun for us that we're interpreting beyond that. Well, we were even talking a little bit before we came on the air about how um, all of our are these local cities and they're all historical societies. How we're all interrelated because we share the same history. And for instance, here in Irvine, the Irvine Ranch and Newport Beach are you know Newport Beach was part of the Irvine Ranch, and so these are in part before that it was part of the Rancho San Joaquin, mm-hmm. and the so we share so many of the same stories, and it's important that you know it only makes sense that we be sharing you know our histories with each other and um and you're all connected like that good old ferry getting you across to the the peninsula and for people who haven't been to Balboa Island before and hopefully now they're going to get really excited to come and visit for the first time (laughs) but tell me about that car ferry was it always when did it begin and was it always a car ferry or passenger first okay so um some of the pictures we have it resembles like a duffy boat okay we laugh about it like there's the first duffy you know but it's really a ferry service and so you see women in their 1920s garb and um even earlier 1910 and so um yeah it was primarily to get passengers between um both um, area. So, yeah, it was definitely um, intended for passengers at first. But the Beaks, um, he, Joe was um, very into, you know, supporting the community. And, of course, he had his political background. But he, he as an entrepreneur, he couldn't help but see this as a viable staple of the community, which mm-hmm. we're still using. So brilliant. And he was a young that guy, business, too, yeah. wasn't when he started the business? Um, he was hired on... Um, we we've found during college but this is he was um student later in life so he's uh late 20s early 30s his his business plan fully evolves and so um it's at that point that he's also a pasadena boy (laughs) so part of that late legendary um group of people that came and so um he starts enterprising and collaborating with collins and seeing that there's a genuine need for this particular service so 
Uh, and there was someone who um, was running a ferry service prior, but it was he received the formal contract through the city to standardize it. Um, I mean, it just really evolved under their leadership and still is running. I mean, goodness, the same three, That's <laughs> three generations in. And much like a lot of our local residents, the, we can trace that multiple generational experience. It, it, it is a, a special place because so much of the, um, the older, uh, the history is still there to be seen today and a big part of it is that uh, car ferry. The Belleville mm-hmm. Island Ferry is, is, like you said, it is still still ticking after all <laughs> these years. Um, well, I'm talking with Jennifer Keel from the Belleville Island Museum, and we're just chatting here on Vintage Orange about Belleville Island. And full disclosure, I have to tell you, um, this was one of my very first apartments when I moved to California from Chicago. And I, um, I always felt, I, I lived in a little... Um, studio apartment above a garage on Grand Canal and I I always thought like I was in paradise every time I'd come home from work and I'd cross over that bridge and I would think I get to live here in the middle of this harbor and it really is just such a stunning sweet location and and as soon as you're on the island you feel like you're in a community you're in this little town it's so cool and on Marine there is where most of the businesses are located and I and you'd mentioned the Balboa bars you know (laughs) Dad's Donuts and all these things and Hershey's Markets. What are, other than the Beaks, what would you say would be your oldest existing um, businesses on Balboa Island? We definitely see the Hershey story as one of the earlier ones. Um, They were German immigrants and they were hired to run this market and eventually they would, you know, fulfill their American dream. Um, They buy it and they run it under their own name to this day. And so um, they created tradition for us and being with their German ancestry um, you know dressing up like Santa setting up the uh, Christmas tree Um, they even had a beer garden at one point and so there's just this um, part of carrying tradition into um, enterprise they had a floral stand and fresh produce and so it's evolved into um, a different kind of market Um, these days the the family has since moved, but it still honors the name and they're attributing um, just this amazing legacy of serving the community with basic amenities. You're on an island. You need, yeah. you know, <laughs> certain things. And so they really provided um, a core um, thing um, for the, the community. We've had other things that have come and gone. We've had gas stations, um, two at one point, hardware stores. And so um, when we interview people about what would like life was like in the early years they like to recollect uh, there was even a Bob's Big Boys at one point really? uh, it was quite short-lived given that it was a you know a franchise there was limited access and so um, they they chose another site but the Shanghai Pine um, has been there for some time it was a favorite of John Wayne's um, mm-hmm. he knew the um, owner well and during a birthday celebration he sang a ch- uh, Chinese opera song and it's uh that's also recorded in our collection and so really there's just this neat tie along with everything of being communal there's hollywood history there that um you do feel like you're stepping into the past it's kind of reminiscent of the 50s even um it's just everyone knows each other by name there's one postmaster in our post office that's been there for some time it was um the facade was remodeled um and it feels like kind of like a country feel like <laughs> that's what it's been just stylized after but um it's quite romantic in that sense that you I, know I jane russell you know these people that you um 
that people recognized. Shirley Temple was a seasonal guest of ours, and so she knew the Hershey family well. The daughter um, spent many summers with her, and we have pictures of these in our archive. And so the story continues. We had, um, it's just on the topic of Hollywood, I mean, Buddy Epson was uh, a resident of ours on South Bay Front and built his dream home there, and um, this is later in his career, so he had already done um, Captain January with Miss Shirley Temple, (laughs) 36, and so, um, you know, it's like there's a lot of crossover, even with the actors and actresses themselves. They knew each other, lifetime careers, and they all end up in the same little vicinity and sharing some great cuisine and pastimes of having, you know, a frozen banana and all. <laughs> so if I'm, if I'm coming to visit Balboa Island for the first time, what would you suggest would be kind of, ha- what would be some things you'd want me to do to get that f- real feel of Balboa Island, that unique signature experience? What would I do? You definitely want to start on Marine because at the that's museum. The, at the museum. <laughs> I'm not going to. I agree. I think I agree. your perspective <laughs> will change. Um, seeing the imagery of what was life then and now, um, mm-hmm. you'll grow to appreciate it. Um, the f- old fire station now stands as a, another business en- uh, entity, Fresh Produce, but that's where volunteers um, organized. Um, the Crocker family, who runs uh, another. Uh, business selling hot dogs now at tribute um, for her grandfather who was the first volunteer fire chief and we have these pictures that are just incredible of him and his uh, uniform and just um, you see that there's so many families who've treasured this place for a long time so I would you know recommend you know strolling along um, seeing all the the quaint shops and get a taste of Balboa is Mm -hmm. what I'd recommend so Mm -hmm. hop in to um one of the restaurants. Um, Wilma's has been there for some time. Um, that was originally a real estate office for Hal Smith um, and when they were selling lots um, along there. And so you'll see the original fire um, bricked, um, stoned every area where, you know, this is part of their human household where they're mm-hmm. gathering. And so um, there's just these really neat um, particular historic buildings that are standing there. And so you'll get a sense of what, what it means. They're all a little bit different. Um, specialty shops. Um, even the museum has a museum store. So, you know, uh, find a souvenir to remember your visit. I think that's always a worthwhile thing to do. It's quite fun. And so, um, yeah, each business owner prides themselves of having been there for quite a bit of time and knowing their customers and offering amazing and there's experience. No, there's no real chains, you know, on, on Balboa Island. I think the only chain there is the Starbucks. Right. Um, <laughs> where um, people will congregate in the mornings. and um, But it's really, it's mom and pop mm-hmm. local businesses that have been there a long time. And, you know, just those classic beach things like, you know, t-shirt shops and mm-hmm. swimsuit shops and saltwater taffy and things you'd expect to find at a beach place. Um, and and it's, it's just, like I said, lovely and quaint and very, uh, harkens back to an old time. I love when I go um, to Balboa and I, have a friend we, we walk our dogs and we t- walk around the perimeter of the island and uh you know you can walk all the way how long is it about 1.71 miles in circumference almost two depending on if you're counting bridge access points and such so it's it's a nice walk it takes mm-hmm. about an hour especially if you go slowly like my friend and i do in chat and um invariably the weather is always nice down there and it's just a wonderful thing to go 
oh gosh, we just live in a really beautiful place. It's a nice place to be grateful for. And and all of these little homes that you can see around the Bayfront, um, you have a plaque program where you preserve these um, vintage houses and original houses on, on Balboa. And how mi- what's the oldest house that you have preserved there, approximately? Um, the We recognize the oldest at the moment is 1912 on our participating program so each home it's not restrictive so the beautiful thing is that we're honoring the past but we realize that the community is always changing and Mm so that's the format that the stance the city of Newport Beach has given is that there's um, not a zoned area but as a historic society what I prize that we're doing is through recognizing these um, buildings the families are the ones themselves that are making these um precious bricks stand long and they're proud they bear these plaques and um, we even have a john lautner home on the south bay front who um, mm-hmm. this home was registered on the n- on a national level for having been an understudy of frank lloyd wright's work and so um, that's actually will be forever protected but just the in generality these plaques just symbolize um, you know the past and people can walk the island and see this walking tour brochure and the list of houses and feel like they're experiencing something yeah. unique and um, by recognizing that there's heritage here that you can get a sense of what time was like in those particular eras you can imagine the history what's going on on the front pages of newspapers and what's current and you just really um, get a sense of what what's taking place um, when these households are being built so I think it's quite a neat thing I like too how you said it's not a mandated preservation it is um, it's it's recognition but it's the ownership of the actual people who are the property owners and the families and that they're kind of investing in their own preservation and sometimes I think that's why communities stay so strong is when people actually invest in their own local community and you can certainly see that in your museum you were telling me you have about 60 volunteers? Yes, they are incredible. They're um, active and we have um, college students to people who have retired and some are, you know, late 80s and they know the history themselves. And so we collaborate as a community to provide docent-led tours. Um, It's Tuesdays through um, Sundays that we operate our gift shop and then Wednesdays through Sundays, 10 to 4, this historic home where you'll interact with someone who has personally experienced something there. They know the story and can guide you through our (laughs) two-bedroom house and experience a unique thing. And so um, we're offering more things for the community. We have public programming and lectures, but um, our members are receiving first invite for our art classes, book clubs, film screenings. And so um, we have a limited capacity. So we start with them and then we go beyond. Um, We've been able to facilitate lecture after lecture in our patio and seat about 100 people wow. and so um, we have you know contemporary topics um, we try to um, preserve the past and bring in um, people who are now making history and so um, it's quite incredible that they the, the community decided to form this 15 years ago um, as a humble undertaking it was a grassroots approach of let's save our pictures or newspapers and our five-year um, almost um, mark was into our historic house on Marine Avenue. So that's where we shifted gears into um, thinking about doing 
exhibitions and uh, public programming and just really um, because we were physically more accessible. It, well, history is alive and well on Balboa Island. And Jennifer Keel, thank you from the Balboa Island Museum. Thank you for being with me today. Thank and you. I always learn, see, Apollina was named after Cons. <laughs> what? I did not know that. Every week I learn something new. So thank you for teaching me and for sharing um, the history of that really incredible place. And so people, do you have a website that we people do. can find so, out about Vince? Please um, take a look. It's babbleislandmuseum.org, and we have all social media platforms. So if you'd like to hear from us occasionally through those venues as well, we post our events um, as through those networks, and we'd love to hear from you. So if you have a particular story, image you'd like to share with us, come by, um, show us, uh, tell us your story. We even have a form to collect those things um, formally so that the future can look back because we're already thinking, what's the next hundred years going to look like? You know, (laughs) you have to prepare. And so our events, you know, we realize we're making history as a community now. And so we try to well document those things. It's an, it's kind of a uh, weird feeling um, knowing working with a group of people um, who would want to preserve um, the past, but now in in every form and in, in marketing and getting um, our events and newspapers and such because that's the history well, that's going to be I, there. History is you're right. It's ongoing. It's evolving. It's ever changing. And and thank you for what you do. I appreciate thank it. You. As a little local history geek like myself, <laughs> I I really appreciate the preservation efforts that you're doing on Balboa Island. So thank you very much. It's and an honor. we thank you. You're very welcome. And we've come to the end of our time here on Vintage Orange at KUCI 88.9 FM. I am Ellen Bell, and I thank you for being with me. And uh, check back with us next Wednesday at 4 for more Orange County history. Thank you, and have a great week.